This program contains explicit content and subject matter which may be unsuitable for some listeners. Discretion is advised. Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the Sexy Lifestyle's all about. David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are, and we love talking about sex and sexuality and sexual pleasure and relationships, and hope our discussions will open up your dialogue about great sex because... Great sex matters, and you deserve it. So, do your fantasies include hanging out naked in an outdoor heated pool in the middle of winter with other open-minded sexy couples, or... Dressing up sexy in the highest of high heels or the skimpiest of outfits? If you're looking for new ways to push your boundaries and fulfill some fantasies, then you're going to love our show tonight. We're here at the hottest and wettest sex club in the city, Oasis Aqua Lounge in downtown Toronto, Canada. Absolutely. And we're broadcasting live on this cold and blustery night in Toronto. And I think the whole East Coast is getting hit by that bombacious storm, but we feel warm and cozy in this super sensual and erotic sex club. We have just completed a whole tour of the place, sent all four floors, including the outdoor pool. It's been a while since we've been here, but it's better than we remembered. So this is a Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. And before we get going, we just want to do a shout out to our friend uh, Jean-Paul, uh, GP, from uh, L'Orage uh, Club in Montreal. He just celebrated his 12-year anniversary, and GP was the person who actually went to the Supreme Court of Canada and got um, swinging or lifestyle clubs legalized in Canada, and he was one of the reasons that Oasis can actually be here, and we'll talk a bit about a bit more about that a little bit later. We have a great show today, and we're excited to introduce all our guests. We have Fat- Fatima, whom you'll remember from, from our interview at the Taboo's Naughty But Nice Sex Show in Toronto, when we broadcasted live at the International Centre in November, and that got a little bit of our introduction to the Oasis Aqua Lounge, and Fatima invited us to come back here today, so thank you very much. She's the marketing director. And we also have the founders and owners, Judy and Richard. Thank you for being here with us. And Gina, who's responsible for the first taste program here at Oasis Aqua Lounge. All right, everybody. Welcome. We're going to get this hot because it is absolutely crazy cold out there. And this winter weather has to break uh, uh, one of these days. So, Fatima. Let's start with you, and and thanks for giving us a tour of the premise. It's it's so nice to be sitting in front of you again. You're absolutely gorgeous as usual. So, you know, there's so many fantasies that can be fulfilled at a sex club like Oasis. Mm -hmm. Um, Walk us through some of the different areas of the club and explain how each area can be used for different people and different people's fantasies that they want to explore. Amazing. Yeah, well, it's so great to be back on the show. Thank you so much, and Welcome to Toronto. Uh, So yeah, the club has uh, beautiful floors and great facilities. Um, So if I was to take you through a walkthrough, um, we would arrive at the main bar area. 
which is uh, where you would sign in and be greeted by one of our bartenders. Um, from there, you would walk out towards the beautiful outdoor heated pool that's heated year-round. Um, so even in a day like today, uh, the, the pool is heated to about 100 degrees. So you can soak, um, you know, in, in a nice hot... So the pool's 100 degrees. Today, it's about minus 20 outside. Mm-hmm. So the temperature difference is 120 degrees. What a great place to be to yeah, warm exactly. up. Exactly. <laughs> so, so now when you come in for the first time, so I guess you walk in the front door and the first thing someone does is rip off your clothes and you get naked. <laughs> well, our venue is clothing optional. Oh. So... So you don't have to be naked. You can wear whatever you like. You can wear nothing at all. Or you can decide in between. Um, So when you you arrive, you get a locker and towel and keys. And you can store your belongings inside a locker if you wish, if you decide you want to disrobe or whatever you like. Um, Another thing I wanted to mention, too, just off the top of my head, is that we now offer uh, free valley parking on certain days. So you could actually probably arrive to the club with nothing underneath your coat and just now, come right in and not us. even worry about now it. Now you tell us. We walked here from the hotel and Carol was like, oh my God, I got this skirt on and my legs are freezing. Okay, we'll have to try Valet tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, bare legs at minus 20 was a popsicle legs after that. Definitely yeah. popsicle legs. But so, so people don't have to get naked as as soon as they get here. No, they don't. They don't. Everything at Oasis Aqua Lounge is completely optional. So it's it's really up to your comfort level. And what about those guys? Like we were just on the SDC cruise and we were there with GP from uh, Lorage. And what about those guys who, you know, they're not that comfortable going into the pool naked. Can mm-hmm. they wear a bathing suit? Can they wear a of Speedo? So yeah, you can wear whatever you like in the club. You can bring swimmer if you like. And we also swell, sell swimmer at the club as well too. So as you know, we have an aqua shop line. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do have some swimwear and we're getting in some trunks for, for men as well too. Uh, what about too. floaties if I'm not a good swimmer? Oh, we have, <laughs> so we actually have some, we have a whole selection of like pool toys. We've got noodles that people use in the pool. I was just joking. Oh, well. <laughs> actually, that was one of my favorite places to start. I love the swimming pool because yeah. you can take off your clothes there and get it in the hot yes. water. I think that's a great icebreaker for someone who's never been here before and it's a nice way to meet new people because it's a social club getting right in there and meeting people very Very much so very much so yes yeah um yeah a lot of conversations start in the pool and that's uh we get a lot of that feedback from our guests that the pool is a really great social place to meet but isn't the pool also what makes oasis aqua lounge so unique from all the other clubs in north america we've been we've been to so many um across the u.s across canada and oasis is the only one that has that 12 month a year seven-day-a-week open pool. Um, That must be such a draw for you to get those people coming to a place that's just different from everywhere else. Absolutely. It's definitely one of the most unique um, features in in our club. Uh, The water facilities, the outdoor heated pool, the hot tub, the dry sauna. um, It's unique to any club in in Toronto or the GTA. So when we talked about the fantasies that could be fulfilled in such a place where it's so cold outside, Mm -hmm. the snow is falling, and yet you're in this hot swimming pool with all these naked people, if you want to be naked. Mm -hmm. But to me, that's a fantasy in itself. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's perfect for voyeurs and exhibitionists alike. Um, You know, people can have sex around other people watching or if you really if you want to watch other couples you can do that as well so there's lots of great fantasies that you can uh, that you can explore at the club um, our dungeon for example has a great sex swing um, some dungeon furniture so if you're into kink or bdsm that's a great place to explore those desires and do you have a glory hole we do Yay. we just we we recently had a glory hole made and it's really cool it's actually a little bit different from like the standard design it has 
two rooms that sort of adjoin with a hole through the middle. Um, so it's big enough that you can have more than one person, which is kind of cool. Um, and we recently did a couple of uh, Oasis porn videos, and one of them showcases how couples can use the, the glory hole. So just for the people out there who don't know what a glory hole is, give a little bit of details, a little bit of vision of what it could be, what they could look at. So a glory hole, like its standard design, is a sort of like a closet, like a small closet space with a hole coming out into the public. So the idea is that somebody could put their penis inside or... You know, something like that. So, so the, the person of... with the penis doesn't know who's sucking exactly. or playing with yeah. the penis on the other side. Yes. And again, it's fantasies and it's that visual. It's like having sex with a blindfold and it's just adds to that the sensual, sensual experience. Well, and also for people who enjoy anonymity too, because anonymous sex can be really hot and like the glory hole definitely facilitates that. Now tell us about Scooby-Doo. Ah, uh, the Scooby-Doo porn. <laughs> um, I mean, a lot of people love it. Uh, I don't know if it's really my thing. But it's just really interesting, and it, it kind of sort of adds to like the the quirky atmosphere that Oasis has too. I mean, we're we're unique, and you know, we welcome so many uh, diverse people, and you know, the Scooby Doo porn sort of like highlights that. I think it's beautiful. I mean, there's so many <laughs> so many cool places. I mean, we're sitting up here upstairs next to the orgy bed. There's porn going on. We're next to the dungeon. How do people? Um, Wait a second. I thought this was the ballroom. The ballroom. Okay, <laughs> that's right. People come in here to ball. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, how do people um, journey? How is their journey, their experience through the club? Because there's four different floors. There's someone in the. We can hear them fucking over mm-hmm. in the in the dungeon right now. So you know, people come during the day. They experience different parts of the club. Um, what is the normal trajectory for people as they? go through the different floors. So what I've always noticed is that uh, couples that are new to the space, they kind of take their time through the different areas. So they'll walk through, they'll walk through the rooms. I spend a lot of time working on the third floor um, and I kind of see the transition as like okay, people Because sort you're of the marketing manager, you're working there. It's, that's the type of work you do, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> I know who you are, but some of our audiences right. don't. Okay. Yes, okay, yes. So yes. while you're so, working on the third floor, continue. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, on, on via con- a computer, um, I see couples sort of venturing through the space and it's cute to watch because they kind of walk in and they're a little bit like shy but curious and interested and and then they sort of find a room that they like the best to start in. And then they kind of eventually open up and maybe start talking to people if the club is a little bit busy and try out various spaces. So, and that was sort of my first introduction to the club too. Like I, I, I sort of walked through the different rooms and kind of took everything in and then kind of found a place where I felt settled. And actually it's funny because um, I had never been nude in public or like in a public, I guess, venue um, until Oasis Aqua Lounge. And I've had a pretty varied, like, I have a pretty varied sexual repertoire. So, like, that's actually saying quite a bit to say that I've never been naked in public before. Um, and, yeah, everything was just kind of a little bit of a process for me. You know, I took my time taking off my so clothes. you're saying that the first place, they don't stop at the bar first, not necessarily. Sometimes. Yes. Sometimes, but not necessarily. Not necessarily. Oasis you doesn't... you feel comfortable enough just to wander around and yeah, see what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Well, Oasis doesn't really like get a lot of people that are like heavy drinkers or are looking for that kind of like, you know, heavy party vibe. Like our, our venue is very conducive to like sexual activity and that's what we focus on and we want people to feel comfortable in their skin. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, some people will get a drink. Some people just like to look around. So there's uh, lots of different people that come to the club. We've been here many times before. Let's talk about the demographics, the ages, where people come from and what makes them keep coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, so our age demographic is pretty wide ranging. Um, as long as you're 19 plus, you're allowed to visit Oasis. Um, I would say 
in general, the, the main demographic would be 29 to 55. I think, I don't know if anybody else agrees with me on that, but... You're not going to be allowed in here after next week, David. <laughs> He's having his 55th birthday next oh. week. But, but I'm only going to be 54 in 13 months. <laughs> I guess you'll be celebrating with us. <laughs> exactly. No, in Jamaica, at Hito. <laughs> but, but, I mean, it does span, you know, beyond that, too. Mm-hmm. And, um, for example, on Mondays, we have our SAS After Class event. So that's uh, ages, ni- um, single men are 19 to 35. Uh, women of any age can attend SAS After Class. So for that particular and day... And the SAS is for young people? Is that what you're saying? Yes, oh, yeah, okay. exactly. So oh. on that particular event, you'll see people that are a lot younger just because of the, the demographic that it serves. Right. And, you know, continuous education with sex and sexuality is so important to strengthen your relationship. So, and we're on the lifestyle, and we know that Oasis Aqua Lounge is very strong with education. So tell us a little bit about some of your classes that you offer. Oh, great. Yeah, so we... Yeah, we work with a lot of great uh, sex educators and community members in the sex positive envi- venue in Toronto. And um, so one of the events that I produce is called Sex School, and it's the first Friday of every month. And I think that you will be presenting tomorrow, we which will. is very exciting. Yeah, we're going to be doing very our Great Sex Matters you. workshop. Yeah. Yes, wonderful. Um, so we cover various topics, anything from um, different techniques to kink and BDSM, uh, demonstrations, anything from anal sex to fisting to flogging, pretty much the alphabet gamut of like any type of sexual activity. Um, one of the things with sex school that, uh, that I think is really important is that it also serves as an icebreaker for couples that are new to the space, um, which is why it happens at the time that it happens. So it, sex school starts at 10 p.m. Most evening guests arrive around that time. And if you're new to the space and you don't really know how to take it in and you're a little nervous, Something like sex school is really great because you can watch and you can observe and you can get comfortable in the space like while it's happening and you can learn things too. Um, and one of the things about sex school that I like as well is uh, that we also provide some some educators provide demonstrations. So you get some some information, but then you can see how things actually happen on stage because we're a sex club. We can allow that. You know, it's it's so great that um, part of the club's responsibility is with education and we're going to talk to Gina in a few minutes about her her first taste program which is about introducing people into this space as you describe it for the first time. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, this this club is amazing and you know, uh, our listeners, they can go to your website, see mm-hmm. all the great uh, photos and images um, of the areas that we spoke about. And we didn't talk about everything because we can go on for hours. This club is so spectacular and beautiful. Um, we know you have to go. Uh, we're going to see you again tomorrow because we're going to be back for sex school. Why don't you take a second? Just remind everybody, social media and website. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Oasis 231 Mutual. Um, we have an Oasis Aqua Lounge Facebook page. We have an Oasis Aqua Lounge Instagram um, and we have an Oasis Aqua Shop Twitter page uh, that is showcasing our new clothing line. Yes, and we're going to talk to Judy about her um, shop and her clothes in a little bit. So let's remind everybody, first of all, Fatima, thank you so much for thank being you. here. We'll see you tomorrow. Stay warm outside. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. Um, we are Carol and David. And today we're broadcasting live from Oasis Aqua Lounge in the heart of downtown Toronto on this blustery winter evening in the heated outdoor swimming pool. Feels so good under our skin that we're going to get there very soon. I'm sure it's going to keep us hot and wet this evening. It's time for a short break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking with Gina all about what we can expect at the first time at this sex club. Stay tuned. 
This segment of our show is sponsored by Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket, which is now available at thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex matters, and it can only happen when you're truly relaxed and comfortable. Maximize your orgasms and just let go, while the Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket ensures that your sheets stay dry no matter how wet it gets. And we like it when it gets really wet. So the Throws of Passion Pleasure Blanket is made with a revolutionary new cool-touch naked fleece technology, which offers enhanced moisture management while providing an ultra-soft playscape. The blanket's big enough to cover a king-size bed, but light enough to fold up small for travel, and it's machine washable. And you can buy your very own Throws of Passion Pleasure Blanket right here at the club, or you can go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, Throws of Passion page. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and today we're broadcasting on location live from Oasis Aqua Lounge in downtown Toronto, where definitely winter is taking its toll outside, not just here, but the whole East Coast. But in here, we're staying hot and sexy at this erotic paradise. And Gina is one of the hosts who looks after the First Taste program, which is geared towards the newbie couples who don't quite know what to expect when they come to a lifestyle club like this beautiful Oasis Aqua Lounge. So Gina takes them under her wing and she helps them and shows them the ropes. So Gina, welcome. And Hello. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the program, get started here. Um, it's a very, uh, it's, it's a casual meet and greet. Um, basically, we usually get about uh, three to four couples that will come this night. A lot of times... Do they really come? Or do they, yes, or, they can. They do, they? Don't do, they? yes. Wow, so you're really a facilitator. <laughs> <laughs> I can really be that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. Go okay. on. Um, so it's, it's more or less, it's a meet and greet. So, um, you know, I'll go around and I'll talk to them. And then eventually I, I do bring them into the ballroom here. And I put on like a short presentation talking about what the club is, a bit of the history about the club, uh, the rules, what they can expect. Uh, what they, you know, as a couple, what you should do before you come here, you know, um, and sometimes I'm a bit of a marriage therapist as well, you know, giving them, you know, some things that they probably didn't think about, you know, coming into here. And then uh, I give them a tour. Sometimes you don't know what you don't know. So facilitators like you can really point it out so they make sure that they have a good experience. That first experience is so important. And a lot of it is life experience. A lot of the experiences that uh, my husband and I went through when we first initially kind of got into this and also from what I've seen from other people and, you know, seeing, um, you know, friends who've uh, who've come into this and what's happened with them as well. And so, Gina, do you have people sometimes that call in advance and you actually do a pre, this is what you're going to expect before you get here? Um so they know what to expect or what to absolutely. talk about before they come? Yeah, absolutely. We got either uh, mostly through email because I answer the, the info mail. A lot of it is people do come in and say, what what can I expect the first time coming in here um, and all that. Um, but yeah, absolutely. We do get a lot of people that do beforehand kind of want to know what they can expect nope. and, and that. And what is the first question that you get? The first question, uh, the first question I get is... Um, I can tell you one of the most common questions we get is, um, how do we get, uh, how can we bring in a single woman into our, uh, <laughs> into, to play? How do we bring the single, how do we find the single woman because to play with? Because that's really a safe place to start when you're in the lifestyle. I yes, think absolutely. And, and that's and the first thing they can imagine because yes. everybody's thought about a, a threesome since they were 15 yes, years old. Yes. yes, And, you know, I also tell them that, you know, the single woman in the lifestyle is a unicorn and everybody laughs at that. And we do actually have unicorns 
Popcorn Night once a month, and that's usually when I do the first taste on the, the Saturday uh, in the afternoon. We have Unicorn Night in the evening, um, and uh, you know that that's probably the most common question I get asked. So, do you get single women who come here and want to do the first taste program as well, and they want to know yes, what's going to happen do. if I'm a single woman when I come here? Yeah, we do. We do. Uh, we've actually just started now a uh, first taste for single women, so we have it the first uh, the first Wednesday of the month. Uh, we just had one yesterday, so it's, this is our second uh, second event that we've had. And um, you know, the I had one person come yesterday, and but she said she wouldn't have come here alone if something like this wasn't uh, right. offered. Nice. Um, and basically, you know, like. I, you know, it's the same thing. I give them a tour, but it is a little bit different what I do talk about with uh, with with the women and what to expect. Um, you know, just really the big thing is, you know, when if you're not interested, to say no. Um, you know, how to say no. I know a lot of times some people, especially Canadians, being very polite. <laughs> We're so polite they, yeah. yeah, they don't want to hurt people's feelings and all this. And I'm, you know, I say just a polite no, but you know, you, you don't, you know, if. You have to say no once or more than once, then you really just get one of the stuff. Yeah, Yeah. walk away or in that. Now, when couples come in and you talk to them and now they've gone through your half an hour, 45 minutes with them and you just leave them in the corner. Now, what do they do? I know you don't leave them in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of them afterwards will ask me questions, uh, you know, individually, like they, maybe they're, they might be a little embarrassed to actually ask certain questions in front of everybody. Um, a lot of times I'll stay back and then they'll, they'll ask me certain questions. A lot of them, some of them will just kind of roam around, kind of get a feel. They're not sure if they want to stay that night because uh, Thursday nights, it is a little more quiet, which is what's great about the event is when it, it's, it's not so overpowering, like going into a busy club for the first time because it is overwhelming, right? When you see everything going on. Um, Some of them, uh, you know, some of them will stay or some will leave. Uh, I do tell them that if they are going to have sex, um, that at 10 o'clock, I will, if they are having sex, I will interrupt them and ask them if they will stay so okay. I do forewarn them but it has happened where um, you know within like half an hour because it's from 8 to 10 uh, they will you know they'll go up and have sex and stuff it's quite funny quite interesting now what happens when you have someone or a couple that comes to your uh, first taste mm-hmm. um, introduction yes and one of them wants to stay and one of them wants to go well if you're um because tonight is couples and single women only, um, the the female can stay. The male has to leave. I'm sure you don't recommend that they split up on their no, very first time. I don't. I'm sure that's not the case. <laughs> I don't. I usually Go recommend. Go home and talk about it. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I usually, you know, that's what I do. And do you ever see that where one's not sure and the other one's oh, so yes, sure? Yes, all the time. Say, oh, all okay. the time. Yeah. Um, I've only had one incident where someone, a couple came in. And the one was not, did not want to be there. And actually halfway through, I actually put the, put, you know, took them aside and said, I don't think this is a really good idea. I think you, you, you should probably go. This isn't, uh, this isn't for you. And have you ever had a chance where one of the couples just didn't have a good time as much as you showed them and you did all, show them all the ropes and you did everything right. They wanted to stay, but then it just wasn't for them. Um, it's, I'll be honest, it's, it's rare, okay. uh, where it, but it has happened. Okay. Yeah, it has happened. Because they didn't know, they didn't speak enough in advance. They didn't speak, that's the big thing, because really, if you're coming into uh, something like this, you really have to talk about um, why you want to come here or what you want to do. You know, if you are thinking about taking your relationship to the next, kind of the next level, um, you really have to talk about it before you do it. 
Yeah, and we're going to um, come back to you a little bit later and talk about those things you need to talk about before you come, while you're here, and when you finish. Uh, first, we're going to remind everybody that this is a sexy lifestyle. We are Carol and David. And um, Gina, before we just move on, um, let's just talk about for two minutes how important it is on your job to make people feel relaxed here. And, and like, do you do some icebreakers and things to make people feel comfortable here? That it's a warm place and there's not pressure and people are going to like jump on them. Well, um, the icebreaker games, I usually, it's interesting because I'll usually ask who's, who's been to a place like this. And the majority of the time, uh, no one puts their hands up because they've never really been to anything like this. Um, the other thing is, I don't really have icebreaker games, but I guess it's just, um, you know, I always remind them or I tell them that we've all been kind of here, uh, you know, the first time coming to something like this. It is a little nerve wracking. A lot of jokes about kind of my experience and, and with my husband, you know, coming to something like this and seeing things, you know, I just make it very light and playful. And, you know, if you can't laugh, you know, then just, <laughs> it's not for you, but it, it is because it, it is, it's a playful environment and it's all about, you know, everybody takes sex so seriously. Absolutely. And, you know, you know we've, we've spoken to many people who've um, now graduated from your first taste and are regulars here. And your, your program and what you do and how Fatima sets everything up really makes this place feel like you're, you're at home. And when you come back, people are welcome. So you guys do such a great job. And, and right after this break, we're going to talk to Judy and Richard, who are the founders and owners of the club. And then we're going to come back to you and ask you some real important questions about what couples need to do. So. Uh, this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. It's time for a short break. and we come back, we're going to do some myth-busting with Gina, Judy, and Richard, uh, like I said, who are the founders and owners of Oasis Aqua Lounge. So stay tuned. This segment of The Sexy Lifestyle is sponsored by the SDC Erotic Escapade to the islands of Crete in Greece, April 28th to May 3rd. If you've ever attended an SDC takeover event, then you know what an amazing job they do creating the ultimate erotic setting. SDC has been hosting swinger travel events since 2006, and they showcase sexy fun couples from around the world, offering sensual theme nights, exotic pool parties, sexy playrooms. The opportunities are endless. So join us, because we're going to Crete at the crossroads of Africa, Asia, and Europe. This sexy Grecian playground is an all-inclusive five-star resort where you'll experience Greek hospitality at its best. Book this SDC sexcapade by checking out our website, thesexylifestyle.com, for all the details. All right. This is The Sexy Lifestyle, like I've said three times before. We are Carol and David, which you should know by now. And now for some truths about sex clubs and swingers. So each show, we invite our sexpert guests to bust a few sexy myths to help us filter through some of that misinformation that we find on the Internet, especially when it comes to the topic of sex. So, Gina, Judy, Richard, are you almost ready? We're ready. All right. Judy has had four drinks already, so she's definitely ready to go. But I think before we get going, um, you know, Judy and Richard, you've been sitting here um, listening to uh, Gina and Tatima talk about the club. We've been here. We've been on vacation with you guys. We've been to Naughty in New Orleans. We've been to uh, Naughty in L.A. We've done all that stuff. Just take two minutes before we get into our myths and tell us, why you started this club and and how it's been maintained and gets more successful year over year. 
Okay, I would say that we call it our midlife crisis business because <laughs> basically our, our kids finished playing rep hockey and we had all this time on our hands and we'd been business owners for many, many years and we'd gone to the clubs for decade, you know, for over a decade. And every time we would be at a club, we would be like, well, if I had a club, I'd do this. And if we had a club, we'd do that. And so we finally got the opportunity to put our money where our mouth is and we we started Oasis. And I would say that that it's certainly been an adventure. Um, it it's open seven days a week now, so it's become this this huge impact on our lives that mm-hmm. we never really expected when we when we started. But I've met so many interesting people um, in this in this club that that it's it's been worthwhile. And it's so it's so interesting and important that you mention the people because this club is about the people, and it's almost like this is this is your home, and you're inviting people into your home. And uh, people just love coming back again and again. And we're going to get back to talking a little bit more about the intimate details of the club and you and Richard's uh, sex, sexual escapades that you do all around the world. No, I'm just joking. But, <laughs> we can. <laughs> we can. Okay, okay. And we'll talk about your pole, your pole dancing and your beautiful tits and all that stuff. But let's go bust a few myths first. Um, and uh, we'll have Gina, Richard, and Judy um, all chime in as we go through them. So myth number one is swinger events always include lots of alcohol and drugs. No, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I mean, a little liquid courage is okay, <laughs> um, but uh, is it a lot of alcohol? And, you know, some people drink, some don't. And also, I mean, if you, also if there's too much alcohol, then I think that would... Uh, it affects performance, Absolutely, right? yeah. it affects performance. that we see here. Yeah. So I'm really glad we busted that myth. Yes. Most people have that conception. Yes, they and do. it's not true. All right, here's another one here. Only young and beautiful people go to swinger clubs. It's too bad we're not on video because you could see that I'm neither young nor beautiful. <laughs> uh, we can answer that question. So, that, yeah, that's, that's certainly not the case. There, there's a, a common myth in the lifestyle that only old, unattractive people go to, oh. to swinger things. Um, neither of those myths are true. We, we get a very diverse range of people here. Uh, and we see a diverse range of people on our travels, young and old, attractive, not attractive, and any kind of different people. And for, for us, uh, we like to meet interesting people, so it, 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 it's a great opportunity to, to meet a variety of different people. And certainly Toronto has a very diverse uh, population, therefore you get to see all sorts here at the club, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. So here's one. Uh, jealousy always causes drama. Yes, that does happen. I'm not going to lie about that. Uh, jealousy is and can be uh, in the lifestyle um, uh, with among couples and, and stuff like that. I always rec- I always tell people we've all been hit by it, even myself. Uh, so it's one of those you, you just need to work out and work it out, work on yourself, uh, see where it's coming from, and communication. And jealousy usually stems from insecurities. And as you feel more comfortable in a lifestyle, That's you get right. over those insecurities. And That's you realize right. that your husband really is not running away with that cute babe that he just fucked, right? That's right. <laughs> and there he is looking at me. As husband, exactly. But, but again, you know, that jealousy component is always... Um, part of that communication process, which we'll talk yes. about in a minute, with your sex school and your first taste. I'm sure you talk about that all the time because it's, it has to be a question because it's very hard for the first time 
to see your partner fucking somebody else or um, see your partner looking at somebody else fucking somebody else because there's so, everything you could see here with the voyeurism and exhibitionism and all that stuff that you won't see at your corner Starbucks. No, and it's very normal to feel that way too, right? That's what a lot of people, they won't, they won't say it and when they hear me saying that this is normal and this is, you know, this can happen, it actually, they, they, they are a lot more comfortable with. And as soon as you're secure in your relationship, then you, uh, it's just a fleeting moment that jealousy comes and goes. It does and come and go. Exactly. I think that a lot of women think that when they come to a club like this, that they're, and then they will, they're nervous about feeling jealous about other women coming on to their man. What they don't think about is that other men are going to be coming on to them. And that's the thing that, that sort of surprises them in a wonderful way that they think, wow. Um, I'm appreciated you know, for a change. I about this thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So here's a myth that we found that Facebook is the best way to meet compatible swinger couples. No. No, no. Re- meeting, just meeting them face-to-face in places like this is the best way. It's the best way to get to know somebody um, and see if you are compatible. You and know? it's all about chemistry, right? It's not it is about all about chemistry. physical attraction. No. And... Let's just step back for a second and get into the, the fact that a swingers club isn't necessarily about meeting another couple. It's actually exploring your sexual boundaries and pushing uh, your limits and exploring some fantasies. And you don't have to play with other couples. You can just come here, be a voyeur, be an exhibitionist, and just have great sex with your partner. Yes, actually, I agree did, with that. Yeah, we did a survey actually of our, our clients and over 50% weren't into swinging. So when you, you see that, you realize that people are there to to enhance their sexuality. You know, at home, their mom and dad or their, you know, whatever their routine is at home. And when they get outside of that environment, that's where they can actually, you know, say, okay, I'm going to be whatever I feel like being tonight. And that's really the the fun part for them. So I think I think that third place, you know, actually you mentioned Starbucks earlier and, and I read a book on Starbucks and they said that they're the third place for work type of thing. Well we're the third place for, <laughs> for sex. Fun. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's absolutely true. What's and number you- two then? <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> uh oh, we're not going there. <laughs> okay. So here's another myth that we get we hear all the time. Going to a sex club is always the husband's idea. Uh, admittedly, it was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> there is some truth in it. There is, there is with, some with truth. With an explanation, like many myths, I'm there sure. Is some truth. Uh, but no, it's not always the case. I, I see all of the, the emails that we get for, for info of people who are inquiring about the club, and a lot of those come from women. And they, they, they've looked at us online and they're curious and sometimes they're asking, you know, what can I tell my husband to convince him to come? Uh, really? You, like, <laughs> that, that, that's normally a pretty easy thing. So I, I think that over, over time, women are more and more comfortable to express their sexuality and to not have to feel that they have to take the husband's lead. They can look at something like Oasis and say, hey, I want to do that. So although Oasis is not a swingers club, because we know the lifestyle includes a lot more than just swinging, and swingers are really only 4% of the population, whereas the lifestyle could be as much as up to 17%. But I'm going to say to you, this is a myth that I've heard, that swingers will have sex with anyone and everyone. 
I wish. Um, no, no, they really won't. Everyone sort of has that fear that, that it's going to be some giant orgy and they're going to be forced to jump in on the pile. And it's so far from the truth. It's not funny. I mean, when you think about it, if you're going to swing with another couple, you've got to have four people that are compatible. So that's even harder than just getting, you know, one. Just versus, dating. Yeah, exactly. yeah, just dating. Exactly. So in many ways, it's like dating a couple, dating another couple, which you know, is not that easy. So I would say that when people think that, it's, it's, it's an unfortunate myth because it's really not the case. Because they just don't know any better, right? And one of the things that we do hear in the lifestyle, or sorry, we hear from Vanillas about the lifestyle is that people think that swingers have some identifying mark so that you can identify your swinger by X, Y, or Z, which, is that a truth or a myth? No, no, you would not. Like, I mean, it's, it's interesting you know, when I see people that do come in, when they are dressed and they walk in, you would never, ever think that this person is into any kind of, like, maybe kink or, or into swinging or anything like that. You know, um, uh, there's no there's no way you can tell. But that's what makes the lifestyle so exciting. It's you get outside of your regular world and you come here and you wear stuff that you normally wouldn't wear at home. You go into different rooms or different um, um, uh, or into a dungeon or into that glory hole and it gets you away from reality sometimes and you know the busyness of life with kids and work and school and all that stuff sometimes we forget that we have to keep our relationship and our sex li- our sex life on the same priority as you know family and work and Going to clubs like this allows you to do that without the distractions of being at home. Well, I always, uh, you know, uh, I get couples here that have young children. And we were, you know, our, our, our kids now are, are teenagers. So, I mean, when they were younger, you know, try having sex when you're constantly, you know, with your ear thinking, oh, my God, are they going to wake up? Are they going to hear us? Or they do wake up and they're sick and they puke all over. They come yeah, running to your room yeah. and they puke all over you, right? So this is a safe haven for couples. This is what it is. And yeah. that's one of the things I tell people. If you yeah. have young children, you know, it's like you need that time where you can be as loud as you want to be and uh, not have not worry that, you know, the kids will interrupt you or you'll wake, wake them up. This is the place to be. Exactly. And I think that that was actually one of the reasons Oasis opens at 11 a.m. is because we had kids in rep hockey and we would have like a 6 a.m. Sunday practice <laughs> and we would go out to clubs and it would be like you didn't actually go into the back room to have sex until 1 a.m. And so by the time I walked into like 6 a.m. practice, I was looking a little rough. And so I think that that realistically we open 11 so that people can choose their time. Um, You know, there are morning people. There are people that are not, you know, late night people. And and you want to be able to have that that place to go without having to rent a hotel or something like that to be able to have an environment where here you are naked or you're in some lingerie or something and no one's judging you. Right. And you're able to have a sexual experience and have fun with your partner. Go home, get the babysitter off by 9 p.m. and nobody's the wiser. You got it. So this is the last myth right now for tonight. So how about this one? Couples swing because their marriage is in trouble. Oh, God, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> uh, that's that's one of the big things. That's one of the first things I say. If you've got problems in your relationship or in your marriage, 
coming to something like this thinking it's going to solve it. It's not. It's not. The only thing it might do is it might open a dialogue between the two of you if you are having issues to see why you want to come and do something like this. But to think that this is going to solve anything? No, don't do it. Exactly. So if you're you're thinking about coming to a swingers club to try and fix your marriage, don't do it. Go to our, our website. Go to all our sexpert guests. Give them a call. They will help you work through it. And when your relationship is super strong, then you can think about coming to a swingers club like Oasis. All right. That was fun. Everybody, thanks for your great myth-busting skills. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. And we're broadcasting live from Oasis Aqua Lounge. And we have with us today Gina, who is the host of the First Taste program. And we have Richard and Judy, who are the owners and founders of Oasis Aqua Club. All right. It's time to do a little personal with Richard and Judy. And we just want to find out how you guys found this beautiful building and how it all got started and how many years ago was that? We, we opened Oasis in 2010, uh, but we've been working on it for quite some time. And it was like Judy said, we, we had this time in our life and it was kind of midlife crisis. I, I bought a speedboat, but it just didn't really, didn't really work. Um, so we were looking for a project and we thought it would be fun to have a sex club. We had a friend who wanted to run it for us um, and, and we found the perfect spot was in Yorkville, right on Yorkville Avenue. It was small. It had a liquor license. It was turnkey. Perfect. But we, could, we couldn't make a deal with the landlord. So then we were looking around more, and we found, we found this building. And it was, it was completely run down and derelict. It had been Toronto's original gay bathhouse, but it had fallen into disrepair. It was a huge project. We should have run away. Uh, <laughs> Truth but, be known. Yeah, but we saw the pool, and we just said, oh, this would be so awesome. So there was about like a, a six-month window of bad judgment where we said, yeah, we're going to do that, uh, and, and here we are. And now you're locked in. Oh, well, yeah. the place yes. is gorgeous. No one would ever know that that was the original history of the place. So, well, you've done an awesome do job. Do you remember That's some of I the things say. that we had found uh, while not, we were I'm uh, not going to speak of those things. <laughs> <laughs> and, how, and how important was it to have a downtown location? Um, because we know, um, you know, being downtown here has a whole different look and feel than clubs that are in suburbia or near the airport or in other areas, industrial areas, like in um, a lot of clubs are in the United States. I don't think it was important that it be downtown. It could have been a suburban club and then we would have done a suburban club. It just happened to be downtown because that's where we found the spot. But given that it was downtown, we had to make a club that would reflect it. So uh, we have we have a very diverse clientele compared to a lot of other clubs that we've been to. We do a lot of different kinds of things for different groups of people. And I think that's a reflection of us being downtown and, and the kind of people that come here. We're right, we're right in between Toronto's Gay Village and Ryerson University. So it's a very interesting area with all kinds of different people. And the, the life of the club reflects that. Yeah, and the education, which has been a priority for Oasis Aqua Lounge, including those university students that are nearby, and you have like a collaboration with them. So tell us a little bit about what has happened with your local universities. Well, certainly with Ryerson, we've had the public health um, students come in. They they asked to come in and, and come around and learn about public health in an environment like this. So we've also had, I mean, the biggest event for students was our... Um, our U of T orgy. There's no other way to put it. <laughs> That's what the Toronto Star called it. But really, it was just, we weren't always open seven days a week. And so, on the days that we weren't open, we would host, you know, private parties. And so, 
in that particular case, and that was back in, I don't know, 19 or 2013 or something like that, we, um, we were hosting the U of T Sex Education Center launch party for their Sex Education Week. Okay. And we'd done it the year before, and they had maybe 60 people, but, you know, that's great. Then they were doing it again. And, and I don't know, a reporter from the Toronto Star got a hold of this story and figured out that, you know, six cents of every student's fee or something was going towards the Sex Education Center. So therefore, U of T was holding an orgy. And <laughs> <laughs> so, and, you know, huge headlines and everything, which was, which was actually for us, it was golden. Yeah. Um, it, it was great. Uh, they, they held their party and it was, it was the same kind of temperatures that it is right now, oh, actually, boy. which is you know, mega cold. cold. And, and so because of that, we said to people, okay, look, next Monday, we'll, we'll actually, you know, have the same pricing and we'll open for you. So don't, don't stay here because, you know, the mother of me came out and said, you know, this is ridiculous. Go home and be, you know, be warm. And so the next Monday we held an event for, you know, for students and it kind of started our student Monday. So our student Monday is now super popular with, you know, U of T, Ryerson, there's colleges in the area. So that brings in the young demographic, which really sort of makes our club a little bit unique, I would say, because we've got this huge range of ages. Wait a second, they come in here to play or they come in here to watch? I actually don't know because (laughs) I'm a little too old to come in on the under 35 days, <laughs> but I hear that they have some pretty interesting events. Well, they a lot. I'm I'm here for that. Uh, I, I'm here sometimes for that event since uh, I'm a cougar, <laughs> as I'm called. Um, and okay, uh, wait a second, Gina, please. You're beautiful. Tell us your age, please. I'm 47. Okay, that's considered a cougar. That's a cougar. And then I believe at 50, it's a jaguar. A jaguar. Or a, yeah, the jaguar. So. Uh, <laughs> but it is a lot of students like that that come there. There, it's curiosity. Um, some of them, you know, are looking to play with people. Some people, um, they come because because of the event as well. Like we have, we'll have something like um, naked rock band. Uh, you know, um, Magic the Gathering is another big thing that they we incorporate that, and it's it's a you know kind of kind of events that are geared to that age group and so stuff like that. Participate. In an open lifestyle, while they're here learning about sexuality. Yes, yes, okay, that, that, that's cool. exactly it. It's they're writing their papers afterward. Uh, I think so. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think so. I hope so. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of it is just—it's a place. I mean, I wish there was a place like There's this no when kidding. I was in university, no right? Yeah. You know, instead of feeling like I had to go underground to really mm-hmm. kind of experience mm-hmm. it. But you know, um, yeah, a lot of them come here because they are curious. They are, you know, interested in exploring their sexuality, and you know, they come here and that's what they do. There—it's—it's it's interesting because you know they are—they are a little. Some of them are very a little bit timid and. You know, it's almost like uh, when they are when they are having sex, it's like, you know, having sex secretly in your parents' house so your parents don't hear you. They're pretty quiet. Uh, so you, and cougars listening. Yes, yeah, so cougars listening. It's like it's okay to be loud. It's no one cares <laughs> and stuff like that. So it's it's quite interesting. But they come in pairs and couples. They do come as couples. Uh, some of them just come on their own. Um, we have had like a few of the single ladies that have come in here and stuff. It's they've come here because and the, and the big thing they say is they feel safe. Right. Right. To come into something like this and to explore it. So. And do you do a first taste for them? Uh, No, I have not yet done Uh a first taste, but the Wednesdays, uh, because we uh, that that's what we do for them. Okay. Very, very interesting. So, Judy, um, you know, we know you guys travel (laughs) a lot. Do you guys go visit other clubs in North America? Do you learn from them? 
And and what do you do to keep Oasis Aqua Lounge hot and spicy like it is and, and keep people coming back and, and bringing new people in? Yeah, we get to travel all the time, which is great because we we actually get to write it off. So who gets to do that, right? <laughs> so yeah, okay. So yeah, we're the ones that are at the door saying, you know, do you have a receipt? And they're all kind of looking around like, do you want a receipt? But yeah, we do, um, and it's great because we get to we get to be the guests and see what they do, and we get to incorporate ideas that we see that. We think, wait, that, that's a great idea. So, like, you know, we were in San Francisco. We went to a club and we saw this, you know, they had flipped the TV on its side and they were playing, like, these go-go dancers who um, were stripping on the on the TV. This was before things really got going. So, people weren't on the dance floor, but they were playing these videos on these TVs of these go-go dancers who were stripping and were like, that is so hot. But why were so, they on their sides? Well, to be the, the long view, the full the TV was on its side. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah, to, to be, be able to long to, okay. to get the full view, wow, right? <laughs> Do I need to take your wine away from you? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually we came back and we said, Well, we have go-go dancers on some nights, but not all nights. So we're like, okay, we gotta videotape them and we gotta blast this out, right? Like this and so those are the kind of ideas where you go out and you're like this is great. We got to incorporate it. We got to bring it back. And your sex pater, what was it called again? A spectator sex night. Is that something you got from somebody else or an idea? You got no, actually, I think that that came from us being exhibitionists. Ah, <laughs> so, so we started that, and that's actually been hugely popular. We get we get several emails a week from people who are want to be spectator couples. So these are volunteer couples who come on the last Friday of every month, and they they. You know, they really get into it. They dress in costume. They come, you know, they they, they perform a scene, basically a sex scene, for people watching, and they want to be watched. And that's awesome. We love being exhibitionists. We love being in the middle of the pile, foursomes, morsomes in the middle. And, you know, um, you want to join in, just ask us because, you know, no means no. But if you say we say yes, just come on in. And, you know, we had a great time at the uh, playroom on SDC's uh, Caribbean Dreams Cruise. We're going to have a lot of fun in uh, Greece with them. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun over here um, over the weekend. So um, we're going to ask everybody to just hang on for a second. Remind uh, everyone that this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. I almost forgot who we were here. The uh, rum and Diet Coke is definitely kicking in. So, Gina, we're going to go back to you for a second. And we're going to give you the last question, which is um, tomorrow night we're going to be doing our Great Sex Matters workshop here for sex school. However, we want to end our show with some final words from you. And, you know, um, every show we end with some real advice that we want to give people that they can just take away with right now. So um, what would you say are the top two things that every couple should do together before coming to a sex club for the first time, while they are at the sex club, and what do they need to talk about when they go home after their first experience? So before even coming to a sex club, you have to, as a couple, talk about why you want to do something like this um, and be really open and honest with each other uh, about why you might want to, uh, you know, kind of expand or, or even, yeah, to come here. Um, and also to set up your rules and what your boundaries are. Uh, it's really important as a couple to have your boundaries, to know what's okay at this time and what's not okay um, and what you feel comfortable with. 
Um, once you come to the sex club, you basically you should just go at your own pace. If it doesn't feel right or if you don't feel comfortable, don't do it. Uh, don't feel that you pressured into anything that you might not want to do and to know that if you don't want to do it if one one or the other doesn't want to do it that it's okay and the basic rule no means no no means no ask first no means no yeah that's the prime directive and if you do make a mistake and you do do the wrong thing on your first day Please don't hold the other one against, don't hold it against them because it's just a mistake. You got to move on and, you know, not dwell on that. But that's right. Let's talk about that discussion after you've been to a club and if you have made a mistake or you haven't made a mistake, what kind of conversation should a couple have when they get home about what they like, what they didn't like and what they want to do next time? Huh. What kind of a conversation can they have? Well, it's it's really about honesty and knowing how to communicate with each other uh, without and, you know, being an adult about it, you know, no name calling, nothing like that, especially if somebody is upset, um, really kind of, you know, talk about, look at the good, really look at the good of what happened uh, and, you know, don't dwell on the bad. But, you know, even after 10 years of being in the lifestyle or 10 years plus, we still recap every single experience that we have in the lifestyle. When we're done, we get home, we recap, it gets the juices flowing again, we fuck each other again before we go to sleep and we always talk about what we liked what we didn't like, and what we could do better next time. Yeah, it's all its all about communication. It's really, really uh, important as a couple to have that open communication. And the cool part about coming to a club is we could be fucking with another couple or two couples or three couples, and someone over there is doing something, and I would see it, and maybe Carol didn't, and we would get home, and I said, you know, babe, I saw I saw this couple, and they were, like, hanging from the chandelier, and she was, and, and she's like, really? I'd like to try that, and that keeps that dialogue that sexy dialogue about you know fantasies and pushing boundaries open all the time yes absolutely absolutely I mean I, I can't stress it enough and I, I say this to couples communication is the key and really know why you know that you both want to do this it's not you know and don't take one for the team that's the never, other one never, don't take never, one for the team never alright well you know that was an amazing show we could probably go on for another hour but um, we're getting the signal from um, Phoenix to say our Show's almost done. Uh, we're going to thank everybody, um, Gina, Fatima, who's had to step out, Richard and Judy for a great show and inviting us to Oasis Aqua Lounge here in downtown Toronto. Um, Gina, last uh, words about how people can reach out to the club and um, first taste. When's the next one? Um, you can either, uh, best ways to send an, e- uh, an email to, uh, it is, it's info at oasisaqualounge.com. Um, that's probably the best way um, to get, uh, I, I respond to the emails and I can pretty much write out. Um, you can call, you can also call the club as well, but the best way is through uh, the info, info email. Beautiful. And Judy, last word to you about your amazing attire, bathing suits, and Oasis Aqua Shop. Oh, yeah. So we started the Aqua Shop because we say we put the clothing in clothing optional. And so, you know, you really can be enclosed, in not enclosed, in lingerie, whatever you want. And so we started uh, OasisAquashop.com and made our own line of bikinis because we wanted a line of bikinis and, you know, cover-ups and all this kind of thing, although we're not really in favor of cover-ups, um, that that reflected all sizes, 
And so that's what we made. So that's what we have. Beautiful. Judy, Richard, Gina, Fatima, thank you so much for being here. We're learning more and more each week from all our fantastic sexpert guests. We hope you do too. And remember, great sex matters. And we all deserve it. And we encourage every couple to make a point of learning more about sex and sexuality and all the different ways to spice up your sex life. You can go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, radio show guest page, and see all our amazing sexperts. Look them up and contact them if you need more advice. Well, that's it for our show today. A big thank you to all our special guests and especially to you for listening. Remember to go to our sexy social community, sdc.com, to meet other open-minded people. You can use our promo code 30314 and get one month free. And we have some great events coming up soon. Uh, You can meet us right here tomorrow for our Great Sex Matters Workshop. Then on Saturday, we'll be at Good For Her in downtown Toronto for our Naughty Newbies Workshop, all about swinging 101. And then we get to get away from this frigid cold and we're going to Jamaica and we're going to be at Hito Kamasutra for their 10th anniversary, January 20th to 27th. And then we get to go back to Hito in March for Tom's Trips Miss No Swimsuit Contest, March 3rd to 10th. And then as we mentioned, we'll be joining SEC's Erotic Escapade to Greece. Crete, April 28th to May 3rd. And in July, we'll be with STC again at Cap Dag in France, the Naked City, from July 2 till 10. If you're looking for a once-in-a-lifetime experience, then join us on this trip. Book now because space is limited and it sells out quickly. And of course, as reigning queen and king, we'll be getting naughty at Naughty in New Orleans, July 25th to 30th, 2018. For more information about these trips or anything else, visit our website, sexylifestyle.com or send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com join us again next time for another hour of the sexy lifestyle where we'll be broadcasting from voice america's home studio in phoenix arizona where we have our first anniversary special show lined up for you celebrating our one year on voice america we've hit 200,000 listeners we're heard in 60 countries and we'll have a great show for you We are Carol and David reminding you to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. 